Hello and welcome into Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA. Thank you for watching us on the We the Patriots USA Rumble channel and Red Voice Media, and for listening on New Hampshire Family Radio WLMW 90.7 FM Manchester, New Hampshire, KKVV Radio in Las Vegas, Real Talk 93.3 The Voice of Freedom in St. Louis, and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like us on your station, email us at Taryn at WeThePatriotsUSA.org. Welcome into a special Shot Dead edition of Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson. All month long here in November, we are surrounding this show uh, around our new feature film documentary, Shot Dead. I'm humbled to have been the director and producer of this film, and it has been um, a true honor to sit down with these doctors, experts, and these families that lost their children and their babies to the COVID shot. And one of the most um, striking interviews and stories, I think, is from whistleblower nurse Michelle Gershman, who you're going to see her full-length interview um, for the film today. Her and I, um, you know, we've talked a lot over the past six over a year, uh, over the past year, really. Um, she has been a labor and delivery nurse in California and has been sharing with me the horror that she has been seeing in labor and delivery. The um, just the blood clots, the uh, stillbirths, the miscarriages, the stillbirths really is what she's seen because she's in labor and delivery and just the um, the the severity of the conditions of the mothers and the babies. I mean, it's just, it's beyond uh, comprehension. And she's seen that since March of 2021. That's an important timeline because that's, um, you know, a little after these shots rolled out. She did not see this in 2020. She dives into this in the interview. She still has her job and she is still standing up and she is still, she hasn't been fired for this. She is a true angel in this movement. And I just can't wait for you guys to hear her full length interview. But I encourage you also to watch the film and see how her story fits in to the stories, the real stories of these families and these parents that have lost their babies. Shoddead.org. Share it with your friends. That's the biggest way you can support this film and how we are trying to get the truth out. Today, you're going to hear from one of the biggest truth tellers there is, Michelle Gershman, a heroic whistleblower nurse. This episode is brought to you by The Carnivore Bar, providing a fuel source for ancestral carnivore, paleo, and keto eaters who value their on-the-go autonomy without sacrificing quality nutrition. For 10% off, use code WETHEPATRIOTS at carnivorebar.com. That's WETHEPATRIOTS with an S at carnivorebar.com for 10% off. Where do we go from here? Because the battle has just begun. As eyes open, we continue to arm ourselves with the truth in all aspects of our lives, asking questions and relentlessly searching for answers, educating ourselves and forging a new path forward. Hear from real people faithfully pursuing freedom. This is Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA, a nonprofit 501c3 organization working to preserve and reclaim our God-given inalienable rights. My name is Michelle Gershman, and I'm a registered nurse in Fresno, California. I've been a, an RN for six years. My first three years as a nurse, I worked 
as a cardiac nurse. And the last three years, I've worked on the postpartum floor, taking care of newborn babies and mothers that just delivered their babies. So I started working on postpartum in the beginning of, it was November of 2020. And, um, you know, it was right when COVID was, they had all the protocols going as far as you had to wear your PPE, had to wear the N95 and it felt a little crazy, but for the most part, I had moms come in that delivered babies. They were healthy for the most part. They would um, deliver the baby. I would take care of their babies and send them home and pretty normal, nothing really out of the ordinary. And um, then March of 2021, those shots started rolling out. And I knew from the beginning, when I started hearing about the shots coming out, that it's not a good idea. It's going to cause a lot of health issues for these moms. And um, I just was, stayed very observant. And then March of 2021, around that time, we started having an increase in fetal demises. And a fetal demise is where a baby passes away inside the mother. Um, and they were basically full term. And it was, it looked like a pattern was happening. These mothers would go to their doctor office while full term. They'd receive a COVID vaccine. And then within like one week, they're delivering a dead baby. And so before March of 2021, we would have maybe one or two fetal demises every couple of months. And um, then after March of 2021, pretty much we started having one or two per week. And so it was devastating. All of a sudden we, um, we start hearing all these things about these mothers that are losing their babies. They're going home without their baby. It was pretty devastating and everybody, all these nurses, um, they were all, most of them were kind of in a trance. Everybody was like, get your vaccine, you know? And um, it just, some, it just felt really evil just being there. The nurses, they also started noticing these fetal demises and a lot of them were saying um, that it's from COVID. They thought that maybe the, you know, COVID's causing all this destruction. We realized later that in 2020, when COVID was, you know, rampant, these mothers weren't having these babies pass away inside. It was only in 2021 that these numbers started increasing, like, as much as they did. And it was pretty much after March. And that, that shot really started rolling out to the public around, like, February or March. There were a few nurses that kind of think the same way as I do. A few of them, you know, they were starting to talk about it and they said, I really think that that shot is causing these babies to pass away inside. But I, I feel like there was so much craziness going on at that time when everybody was kind of in a trance that um, nobody was really talking about it that much. I'm sure that there were a couple, but it's kind of hard to tell because I'm not allowed to look at charts that don't belong to me if the patient's not assigned to me. I just know that there's one doctor that sees most of the patients that come to us to deliver. And in his notes, he would say patient received the COVID vaccine. Um, and then if they didn't receive it, he would say like how he educated them on the importance of the vaccine and why they need it while pregnant. Most of his patients did receive the vaccine because he was pushing it to them while they were pregnant. And then most of the patients that delivered had him. So it, I correlate it with if they had him as their doctor, more than likely they received the vaccine. It was pretty horrific. Um, so 
I did receive the email in September of 2022, which I cannot even believe sometimes that somebody actually wrote that email and that I read that email. I believe that it was God that set that up, honestly. But um, my mom, before my mom died in November of 2021, um, and I, you know, I'd only been working on postpartum for about a year at this point. And I used to vent to my mom. I'd say, I hate poking these babies. I hate poking them to check their blood sugars. It makes me feel sick. Um, I'm thinking about quitting, you know, plus everybody's crazy about the vaccine. I'm like, I don't belong in this hospital. Like, this is too much for me. And my mom would insist, do not quit. Those babies need you and you're saving them. She used to tell me that. And she used to come to my house um, almost every day and get um, holistic treatments from me because I'm also certified to do body code treatments. So I would help my mom a lot. Um, and then my mom was killed in November of 2021 from the hospital protocol. She was given remdesivir against her will. And so after that, I became really depressed. And when my mom was in the hospital being killed, I begged to um, come in and they kept telling me, no, um, you can't come in because it's our policy. We can't have anybody here. And my, they were killing my mom um, and isolating her. And um, it was uh, the worst experience of my life. And my mom was begging me to sneak in. She said, wear your scrubs, just sneak in and pretend that you know where you're going. And I had so much anxiety over that, that I, I didn't. I felt like a coward for that. And so um, when my mom died, I just became really depressed. Then I kept working anyways, because even though I wanted to quit, I just heard my mom's voice saying, don't quit. Those babies need you. You're saving them. So I kept working and um, I kept seeing these fetal demises. I kept seeing these mothers with health problems. I kept seeing mothers with high blood pressure issues, bleeding from their eyes, blood clots coming out of them, like all these horrific things that you would only see in a horror movie. <laughs> And this is like every time I come to work and then I see these babies that are like having severe cases of like jaundice and they're having respiratory issues, all these things that didn't used to happen. And so I, you know, I wanted to quit, but I kept going. Thank you for tuning in to this special edition of Faithful Freedom with Taryn Grayson, special Shot Dead edition where we are showcasing the full-length interview from whistleblower nurse and labor and delivery, Michelle Gershman. Each episode this month of Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson is a separate standalone full-length interview, but you have to see how they all are woven together in our film, Shot Dead at ShotDead.org. We'll be back in just a moment, but first, I want to tell you about the wellness company and the spike support formula that they have. Maybe you're a nurse like Michelle, and you're still on the front lines, and you're worried about shedding and different things. Well, that's why the wellness company was formed by a team of doctors, including Dr. Peter McCullough, who is in this film, Shot Dead, who lost their jobs for speaking up about the vaccines and pushing back against the mandates. Whether you had to get the shot, you've just never fully gotten over covid or you're watching the research pull in, uh, pour in about vaccine shedding, there is something you can do now to protect yourself and to keep your family well. Hundreds of people, vaccinated or not, have reported better mental clarity and increased energy levels. The wellness company says take spike support daily to combat spike proteins and get back to that pre-COVID feeling. Go to twc.health slash WTPUSA and use code WTPUSA to save 10% at checkout. That's twc.health slash WTPUSA, code WTPUSA for 10% off.
Welcome back into this special Shot Dead edition of Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, featuring the full-length interview with whistleblower nurse Michelle Gershman out of California in labor and delivery. You can see her uh, story woven in with these families and their these parents of these children and babies who lost their lives to the COVID shot. You can see how her interview um, weaves into that story. It's just an hour long film at shotdead.org. Share it with your friends. Go check it out yourself. But for now, here's nurse Michelle Gershman. And um, then in September of 2022, um, I came to work and I checked my email and I saw this horrific email and um, I read it and I was in complete disbelief. I, After I read it, I tried to work, but all I could think about was this email. And so um, I kept asking nurses around me, hey, did you read that email, the one about the fetal demises? And they're like, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know what's going on. That's weird. But like, they were all robotic. Nobody seemed to be as shocked as I was. The first line in this email talks about how there's an exponential increase in fetal demises. Because of this increase, we're gonna need to brush up on our policies to learn how to handle a dead baby's body. I, that whole thing right there should shock the entire planet. Every single mother on this planet, they should hear that statement and completely, I don't wanna say lose their mind, but when you hear there's an exponential increase in dead babies, that should be the most shocking statement in the world. How are people not losing their minds? The tone definitely surprised me because it felt heartless. It, it was basically saying, oh, because all these babies are dying, you guys need to learn how to handle a dead baby's body. But it, it should have been, because these babies are dying, we should find out why they're dying and get to the bottom of this. And the public should know and people should be outraged. That's what it should have said. Good evening, everyone. Well, it seems as though the increase of demise patients that we are seeing is going to continue. There were 22 demises in August of 2022, which ties the record number of demises in July of 2021. And so far in September, there have been seven, and it's only the eighth day of the month. Now, these statistics include two hospitals in the Central Valley, so you haven't seen all of them. And some of them also have gone through the emergency department or the operating rooms. But there have still been so many in our department. It's a lot of work for you as the bedside RN, and it's also a lot of work for me, the writer. Demises have taken a lot of my time away from the other groups of patients that I serve. So I hope this trend doesn't continue indefinitely. I know of a few more that are scheduled to deliver in the week ahead. So unfortunately, the process is going to be very familiar with all of you. Once again, I do so appreciate the time and attention that you give to the patients. When I follow up with them, they remember your names and the way they helped you get through a very difficult time. And then there's more to this email, but at the bottom here, it talks about where they mishandled a baby, a dead baby's body, um, because somebody didn't put the baby in the proper bucket and the baby ended up behind some urine samples in a refrigerator and it took them like three days to find it. So I don't know what part of this email is more disturbing. The fact that all these babies are dying 
and they hope that it doesn't continue indefinitely and that it takes time away from the other patients or the fact that they mishandled a dead baby's body and found them behind some urine samples. So because of these things, it says you need to brush up on your policies. You need to know how to handle a dead baby's body, where to put it, where to send it, all of that. So it's pretty horrific. Yes, I believe so. And I also believe that people have become robotic because even a dead body should still be respected and it shouldn't be thrown behind some urine samples. And so people have become so cold and so robotic, especially in the hospitals. Um, and I've noticed too, it seems like some people who did receive the vaccine, they appear to be more robotic after receiving that shot also. It got worse. Um, so during that email, we were seeing one to two per week. Um, in the last 12 months, it seems like there was one every day that I came to work. Two months ago, one of the nurses told me that there were eight in one day. And then three or four weeks before that, there were five in one day. So the number has increased. And then the health issues, moms are more critical too now. Um, and it's just random stuff. So I had a mom the other day who her neck was really stiff after she delivered her baby that it was really hard for her to move. It was hard for her to take care of her baby and she went home like that. And I mean, that might not be related to the vaccine, but it's weird, it was so stiff. And then um, the, the main thing that we're seeing is like blood pressure issues. All of a sudden these moms are having like really high blood pressure and they're having to be on these critical medications to keep their blood pressure down. So a lot of circulatory issues. And also clots. Moms are passing bigger clots. They're bleeding more. So these things, they didn't used to happen in numbers like this before 2021. I thought that more of them would think, you know, if these health issues are happening, that they would relate it to the vaccine and they're still not. I think a lot of people are still blinded. The moms that are losing their babies, they're thinking that it's just something that is within themselves. They think somehow their own body caused this problem. Um, they, they seem blinded by it. My hope is that the truth is going to come out. Um, and I, I believe some people are waking up. And um, within time, I'm hoping that they realize, you know, that they didn't do anything wrong that they were poisoned. Thank you for tuning in to the special Shot Dead edition of Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson. We will be back in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about today's case spotlight. We the Patriots USA is vowing to hold COVID shot manufacturers liable for fraud in their EUA applications. On October 23rd, just days before the completion of our film Shot Dead, We the Patriots USA broke the news that it intends to file litigation against Pfizer for its failure to disclose the presence of contaminants in the shots to the regulatory authorities or to the public in seeking emergency use authorization. Some of the families featured in Shot Dead have already agreed to be plaintiffs in that litigation. We the Patriots USA is asking for your help to stand up for these children 
and so many others that have been shot dead. Join the fight to get justice for the victims by making a donation at wethepatriotsusa.org. Welcome back into this special Shot Dead edition of Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, featuring the full-length interview with whistleblower nurse Michelle Gershman. Uh, we are featuring all month long here in November for each episode of Faithful Freedom, the full-length interview of one of the experts, whistleblowers, doctors, or parents that are featured in our film. Today, you're hearing from whistleblower nurse Michelle Gershman. Hopefully the ones that do wake up, I want them to call their doctor offices, whoever gave them those shots, and I want them to demand answers. I want them to say things like, why didn't you tell me that there was a possibility that I would lose my baby if I received this shot while pregnant? Um, you know, I really want them to demand answers. I want accountability uh, from these doctors, and I want informed consent to be a true thing. Because right now, I don't think we're there quite yet. I think we're getting there. But, but we're not there yet. So I received the email in September. As soon as I read it, I sent it to my friend who works for Children's Health Defense. I didn't even hesitate to send it. I just knew that this is really bad and the, somebody needs to do something about this. And so Children's Health Defense got a hold of it. Then um, some, you know, I was gonna stay anonymous because I was worried that I was gonna get fired. And um, somehow it ended up in Stu Peters' hands. And when I went on with Stu Peters, I planned to be um, off camera. And he's, he was like, well, I thought we were just going to be on camera. We're just going to go with it. So I just figured, okay, well, God's got this. <laughs> I guess I'm going to be on camera. I wasn't ready. I didn't have any makeup on or <laughs> my hair done or anything. <laughs> I look like a hot mess, but... I was like, well, you know, I feel like this is all part of God's plan. I feel like I couldn't understand why my mom had been taken from me so cruelly. And then I eventually realized that my mom sacrificed herself to save a million babies. And it's all part of the plan. And it's all, it's all been falling um, in God's timing throughout um, this journey. Um, you know, my friend said, we need to connect with an OBGYN. Um, so we prayed about it. And within 24 hours, Epoch Times connected me to Dr. Thorpe. And Dr. Thorpe's been amazing. And he has resources all over the nation who has been seeing data that's um, equal to my the email, the data in the email. So he's been seeing the same data from Florida, from people all over the nation who are able to provide information to him. It's been consistent ac across the board, especially the higher vaxxed areas, they have higher rates of fetal demises. So, um, so this whole journey, I know that it's been God's plan and God's timing and everything. After I came out on camera, you know, different people heard my story. So I kept going on camera and, um, at some point I was like, well, they're gonna, if they fire me, they fire me. I said, this information needs to get out and they already took my mom. So what the heck, I'm just gonna speak out. And I felt like I, people are telling me I'm so brave for speaking out. I don't feel that brave. I feel like I'm just doing what I was meant to do. And um, 
Yeah, I, I thank my mom for this. Um, and then the fact that I was so scared to sneak into the hospital to save her will eat me up forever. And so this time I'm not backing down. I don't feel afraid. I feel unstoppable at this point. The information needs to get out there. Babies are dying at an exponential rate. Somebody needs to do something about it already. I'm tired, <laughs> um, but you know, I'm not gonna stop. So my work, you know, they caught on um, after I talked to Del Big Tree, um, and I ended up on the Died Suddenly documentary too. They, they saw, you know, that I was speaking out. So they called me into a meeting and they said, are you aware that it's against policy to copy and paste an email and um, send it outside of the company? And I said, why are you wasting your resources investigating why I copy and paste an email? You guys should be investigating why babies are dying. And so um, they were speechless after that. But then, um, you know, a couple more months go by and we were promised a retention bonus at work. All of the employees who remained um, employed for the entire year from 2021 to 2022, they were promised a bonus um, for remaining employed. That bonus was to arrive um, like three days before Christmas. So, you know, I was counting on that bonus because I was like, okay, I can go get Christmas presents or whatever. Um, and when the check came, my normal check that was supposed to have the bonus, my bonus wasn't there. And so I called um, Human Resources and I said, hey, I noticed I didn't get my bonus. Um, you know, what's going on? And they said, oh yeah, we, we decided amongst ourselves under our discretion that you didn't qualify for the bonus because you broke the rules and you copy and pasted an email and that was against policy. And I was like, well, that's weird. That sounds a lot like retaliation. She said, no, it's not retaliation. It's, it's because you, um, you know, you sent the email, it's against policy basically. So my employee status had like changed without me knowing from like good standing to now I'm under, I don't know, not probation, but apparently I'm not in good standing anymore. <laughs> and so I was like, well, that's kind of messed up. <laughs> and then I started asking the nurses around me, how much was the bonus? Cause I didn't really know how much it was going to be. And they said it was $6,666 that they all received. That's gonna be at least 5,000 employees that received a check for 6666 for remaining employed. And I didn't get one. <laughs> so I said, okay, I don't want your evil money. <laughs> it's all right, <laughs> you can keep it. So yes, absolutely, they did retaliate. Yes, actually, a lot of people have been waking up, thank God. And a lot of them have been, they'll tell me, you know, if I'm not at work and I come to work, they'll say, oh yeah, there was a fetal demise yesterday. Like, they like to let me know. And yeah, a lot of the nurses that were very pro-vaccine, they are now becoming skeptical about it. Um, so, so yes, definitely, people are waking up and the truth is coming out. Yes, definitely, because I worked on the cardiac unit before that. So I worked with a lot of, you know, older adults who had chronic issues. And so the feeling was not as rewarding when I would send them home with, you know, new medications and then they'd eventually come back with another flare up. So 
I was so happy to be able to transfer to postpartum because I felt like God put me there. I felt like um, happy to welcome a new life to this planet and, um, you know, just to be around babies because babies bring you joy and love. So I was absolutely thrilled to start working on postpartum. And then right away as I was training, I realized that we had to poke babies a lot to check their blood sugars and different things like that. And I, I instantly felt disgusted. Like I was so excited to get there. And then I was like, what? I can't believe we have to cause harm to these babies. I mean, I understand monitoring babies, of course, but I feel like it's excessive. I still love it. And when I get to work, even though there's a lot of health issues going on, I still devote my time to those mothers and their babies. And I just stay very observant. I realize that health issues can come up, but I try to provide the best care that I can. Um, I try to make them feel um, like they're an individual patient and not some sort of checklist. I mean, I love it. I love my job. And I, I know some nurses or doctors will go into the rooms and if the babies are asleep, they'll just like unwrap them and do their assessments on them. And they're kind of rough with their bodies. And I don't do that. I'll go into the room and I'll check their vitals, their heart and lung sounds. And then if they're asleep, I'll come back later and I'll, you know, do my full assessment. But I have a lot of respect for their bodies, even though they're newborns and they might not really know. Of course, they don't realize what how they're being handled, it still matters. And so um, I try to just provide respect and try to be very caring. First of all, don't get any more vaccines. Anytime you alter a baby's immune system, it's not good. Their bodies are born pure, so you don't need to put any extra toxins in their bodies. So I like to provide inf true informed consent to my mothers at work. You know, I tell them what ingredients are inside the hepatitis B shots. And I explain that their immune systems are developing. So I, you know, I tell them to please hold off and if possible, and I refer them to Children's Health Defense all the time because it's a great resource for vaccines. Then my second message is to reconnect with your children. Don't listen to what people in a white coat are telling you to give your children. We all have the innate ability to heal within ourselves. And sometimes you just need help. You need guidance to learn how to heal yourself, but you don't need to put extra tox toxins in your bodies. So when somebody's telling you, oh, I, I need to inject your child with this item to help prevent something from happening later, possibly, no. That feeling that you get where you feel like that's not right, listen to that, that's your gut feeling. We need to reconnect with our children. We need to reconnect with humanity. We need to stop putting toxins in our body. And um, I feel like if people can just be more loving to each other and more, more connected to each other and stop being prejudiced, stop being, you know, this whole vaccine thing has separated a lot of people. I feel like if people can get past that and just learn to see each other with loving eyes, then we're gonna be in a better place. So my message is love, you know, come at, uh, from a place with love and don't put toxins in your baby's bodies. Does it surprise me? I, I don't know if I'm surprised. I feel like that's horrific, but I'm not surprised that these nurses are just doing what's on their checklist because 
they they even want us to give the hepatitis B vaccine in the first 12 hours. But that's horrific. There's no reason for it. The the only way you get hepatitis B, if it's even true, this next thing, is if the mother has hepatitis B, she can transfer it to the baby, or if the baby is having sex with someone who has hepatitis B. I don't know a lot of babies that go out and have sex with anyone, especially with hepatitis B. So I'm like, how are they, why are they pushing hepatitis B? before 12 hours of age. And so the hepatitis B has aluminum in it and it has formaldehyde. Some of these shots have aborted fetal tissues in them. There's this really good book that I read and it completely solidified everything that I needed to know about vaccines. It's called Childhood Vaccines and Autoimmune Disease from Thomas Cohen. It's a really good book and it has all the ingredients listed in the vaccines. And so hepatitis B is in there. So I'm so sorry that that baby passed away I'm so sorry that the baby, you know, had those complications. And I'm so sorry that nurses are that blinded that they can't even pick up a book and check what ingredients are in a hepatitis B vaccine. Thank you for tuning into this special edition, Shot Dead edition of Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson. We will be back in just a moment. But first, you can get your free aluminum guide, fluoride resource guide, TV or MMR resource guide by going to TarynGregson.com slash newsletter, signing up for the free newsletter, and you will get those resource guides immediately directly to your inbox. You want to learn more about the harms of aluminum and all of these shots, all of them, not just the COVID shot. You want to learn more about the harms of fluoride that's being put into your water, and you want to arm yourself with information on how to how to um, you know, help you and your family mitigate those risks, go to TarynGregson.com where you can also see vaccine exemptions by state. You can also check out our resources, our clean living uh, tips, and so much more at TarynGregson.com. I guarantee you once they read these ingredients, they're gonna question why would they ever give another one of these shots? So I do something called the body code and it's, I. It's a way of connecting to people energetically. Since we all are made of energy, we're all connected. So I can connect to people and I can find imbalances in their bodies and I can help remove the imbalance and restore health. And so I have been doing these treatments for about five years. I really kind of have been going full-blown treatments in the last year. I've helped a lot of people with vaccine injuries and I've helped pretty much anything that comes up People text me all the time. And just the other day, I had a mother text me and said, can you please help my baby? I just went to the doctor and they gave him the DTaP shot and now he's screaming, he's not sleeping, he's feverish, um, and he's just like not feeling well. And so I said, okay, yes, I can. But I was like, please don't get him anymore. And I referred the book to her and everything. And um, I referred Children's Health Defense again. But I treated him and she said that night he slept through the night and that he improved right away. People text me all the time and it, it sounds unrealistic, but I'm telling you, after doing so many treatments, I promise your body can heal itself. And I'm just a help. I'm a helpful guide and um, that that they really do work. I kind of like to compare them to a text message. Um, people don't realize or understand how a text message works, but you can type your thoughts on a phone with your hands. 
send it and it ends up on another phone in the same format that it came out of your brain. <laughs> so my treatments are kind of like that. <laughs> so if, if people want to know more, they should definitely look up the body code. And I welcome people to text me. I try to be transparent and I feel like I'm doing God's work. So I'm always happy to help. So people can text me. They can, you know, email me if they have issues going on. I'm on healme.michellegershman. Um, that's one website where you can contact me. I'm also on Facebook, Healing Ground, um, or my email, which is luckyshell22 at yahoo.com. To have to go home alone without your baby that you've just carried for nine months and then to go home and your baby, don't take your baby with you, that has to be the most heart-wrenching feeling in the world. And it's happening by multiples, like it's happening all over the nation. So um, Dr. Thorpe was saying that there's two million less babies being born each year when there's an average of 8 million being born every year in the nation and now there's 6 million. So that's, you know, that's a quarter of the population that's not making it to birth. Good evening, everyone. Well, it seems as though the increase of demise patients that we are seeing is going to, to continue. There were 22 demises in August, which ties the record number of demises in July of 2021. And so far in September, there have been seven, and it's only the eighth day of the month. Now, these statistics include two hospitals in the Central Valley, so you haven't seen all of them. And some have also gone through the emergency department and ORs, but there have still been so many in our department. It's a lot of work for you as the bedside RN, and it's also a lot of work for me. Demises have taken a lot of my time away from the other groups of patients that I serve, so I hope this trend doesn't continue indefinitely. I know of a few more that are scheduled to deliver in the week ahead, so unfortunately, the process is going to be very familiar with all of you. Once again, I do so appreciate the time and attention that you give to the patients. When I follow up with them, they remember your names and the way you help them get through a very difficult time. We have recently had a few less than 20-week demises whose parents requested an autopsy. They can request an autopsy on these babies. However, the baby still goes to Sierra Pathology. Sierra Pathology examines every baby less than 20 weeks born without signs of life, but it is only an external exam. For an internal exam, which is what the autopsy is, you will need to have the parents sign an autopsy consent, so send it along with the baby to Sierra Pathology. September 3rd, there was a miscarriage patient that delivered in labor and delivery. The RN placed the very macerated baby in a placenta bucket as per the instructions in the demise binder and then called stockroom for a large paper bag to place the bucket and biohazard bag in. Stockroom told her that she couldn't put the baby in a bucket and bag and had to put the baby in an infant body bag, which she did. She had the clerk call for traction to pick the baby up, which the clerk did. There was a delay of pickup from traction until the following shift, but that clerk told me that they did indeed pick up the baby to take to the lab to go to pathology. 
From there, things got crazy. Sierra Pathology called me yesterday, stating that a funeral home had called to pick up the remains, but they had never received a fetus, only a placenta. The morgue then called me asking if I knew where the baby was because she never received the fetus either. That's when I contacted the RN involved who related the story to me. And from there, I had to reach out to both clerks to find out if the baby had been picked up. Then contact Traction to give them a description of the employee who picked up the fetus. Traction called the employee involved who said that he delivered the fetus to the pathology bucket near the lab entrance. So she went to the lab to search for the fetus. It was found in a small pathology refrigerator shoved way in the back behind some urine samples. <laughs> the lab had no idea who had moved it from the pathology bucket near the entrance to the lab, but they co contacted the courier, courier from Sierra Pathology to come and get the baby. When the courier arrived, he refused to take the baby, stating that he was not allowed to take anything in a bag, that it had to be in a plastic container. By this time, the body bag was wet, was a wet, bloody mess anyway, so I couldn't blame him for refusing to take it. The extremely helpful employee from Traction called me to tell me what was happening and that she had hunted down the fetus. I thanked her profusely and w then went to the lab with a placenta bucket, a bottle of saline, and a large biohazard bag. Thanks to, uh, I guess it's crossed out, uh, blank for collecting everything for me. Oh, the name of an employee. To transfer the baby so the courier would take it to Sierra Pathology. To make this long story shorter, please follow the procedure in the fetal demise binder and do not let other departments tell you how to handle the specimens. The RN involved had been doing the right thing, but was told by several different people to just put the baby in a body bag, so she did. There are a couple things that I want to reinforce. Number one, babies that are going to pathology are always small enough to go in large white buckets. I know that this feels disrespectful to many of you to pour a bottle of saline over the baby, so you can wrap the baby in a saline-soaked chucks if it feels better to you, but it must go in a bucket if it goes to pathology. Number two, small babies going to the morgue can also be placed in a large white bucket with saline or a saline-soaked chucks. Number three, Traction informed me that they are no longer allowed to carry specimens in large paper bags, so place the placenta or large white bucket in the large biohazard bag only when they are not allowed to transport things in a paper bag. I did not ask, but that's what I was told. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to our Shot Dead featured uh, our Shot Dead um special episodes, excuse me, of Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson. Today, you heard from whistleblower nurse Michelle Gershman. Her testimony is just incredible. But the the stories of these parents is even more heartbreaking, if that's even possible. So I encourage you to head to shotdead.org, view the hour film. It's free. You can view it on demand and share it with your family, your friends, your social media uh, followers. You sharing this is the biggest way that you can support our efforts behind this film. It was an honor and a privilege to be the director and producer on this film and to work alongside um, a wonderful, very small, but wonderful group of people that just want parents to, to have informed consent moving forward because they are trying to do and push this more. They put pregnant women through the new RSV uh, trials you're not supposed to have pregnant women in trials. They put them in it. And this RSV shot 
is an mRNA uh, vaccine as well. So, um, you know, they're doing that. They voted to put the COVID shot on the childhood vaccine schedule, recommended vaccine schedule. They're not backing down. We have to continue speaking up for the children. This is all about the kids. So head to shotdead.org to view and to share our documentary today. If you enjoy our content, prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation at wethepatriotsusa.org so we can continue to power the education arm of our mission that also extends to work to preserve and reclaim our God-given inalienable rights. God bless and thank you from everyone here on Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA. We the Patriots USA does not endorse or recommend any product or service advertised on this program. We the Patriots USA is not a healthcare provider and cannot provide medical advice or treatment.